It is great to be behind the pulpit again. It's been a couple months. Maybe you're glad I've been gone for a while. I don't know. But I'm back. Sometimes my schedule turns a little bit wild. But it is very good to be preaching the Word again. Uh, I told my wife I've just been itching for this all week long. I've been waiting for Sunday morning. I truly have. I, I believe that this is from the Lord and this is coming from my heart this morning. So, it may be a little bit different. I want to warn you, it may be a little bit different this morning, but that's okay. To break tradition is good every now and again. So, I wonder if I can get Alan to pray for the service, please. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Thank you. Now, I told you that it would be a little bit different today, so I'm giving you fair warning. How should I say this? I'm actually, I want to start out preaching about something that is not very religious. If you've been to this church for any amount of time, I, I would hope that you would expect when you come to New Hope, when you come to this building, I would hope that you expect to hear preaching. I would hope that you would expect to hear someone talk about God or righteousness or a Bible verse or heaven or hell. I would hope that you would come expecting to hear something about that. Something at least that has some type of religious theme to it, right? We should hope to hear that from this pulpit. Well, this morning, I'm not going to do that. I actually want to talk to you that's talk to you about something that's not very religious. Matter of fact, it's not a religious topic at all. I actually want to talk to you about uh, water. You heard me, just water. Good old-fashioned water. Not holy water, not magical water, just water. I want to preach to you about water this morning, all right? Now, I know this is church, and you're thinking, what in the world? Before you get up and storm off, and you think I've lost my marbles or, or accepted some new doctrine, just give me a moment, please. I want to talk about water. So leave your Bible on your lap for now. Maybe set it off to the side. We'll get to that later. But for now, just water. Uh, that's right, water. Now, I love water. I don't know about you, but I love water. My wife and I have been on a bit of a little health kick lately. Much as I don't want to admit this, but in less than a year, I will be 40 years old. Now, I know a lot of you have known me since I've been a little boy, you're probably thinking, holy smokes, and that, that's how I feel. I'll be the big 4-0 next May, this coming May. So my wife and I, you know, we're trying to, before we're too old, we're trying to make some healthy changes in our life. You know, we've been doing a little bit of exercise, and now I'm not a health or fitness guru. I'm not pumping iron so I can look like I'm big and bad. That's not it. We're just making a few healthy choices, and one of those choices that we've made is to not keep popping our home, and drink lots of water. You know, water is the best beverage that you can have. So we're talking about water. Now, I did a little bit of research about water. Got on the internet, did some searches, and I found lots of interesting facts about water, and I'd like to share some of these facts about water with you, okay? Now, bear with me. I know it's church, and we're talking about water. What's that have to do with Jesus? What's that have to do with being saved? Let's just talk about water for a little bit, okay? Now, listen. Roughly 70% of an adult's body is made up of water. 
Isn't that crazy? You and I are walking around pillars of pretty much water. 70% of us is water. Now, I know we have lots of newborn babies in here. I think Molly back there is probably our newest baby that we have at birth. Listen to this. At birth, water accounts for approximately 80% of an infant's body weight. 80%, that little bundle of water is what you have in your hand. Pretty much all water. 80% of that baby is water. While the daily recommended amount of water is eight cups per day, not all of this water must be consumed in the liquid form. Listen, nearly every food or drink item provides some water to the body. Yes, even things that you eat that you think are dry have moisture in them. What's moisture? It's water. Everything we put into us has some form of water in it. Now listen, maybe you're thinking, but you can get that water out of my face. Give me a tall glass of Coke or give me a Mountain Dew or I know the new big thing now is all the coffee drinkers that we have, the mocha lattes with triple cream or whatever that stuff is. You, know, you think, man, I'll get that water out of my face. I'll take a coffee. It's morning time. Give me one of them or give me a Coke. Listen, soft drinks, coffee, and tea, while made up almost entirely of water, also contain caffeine. Caffeine can act as a mild diuretic, preventing water from traveling to necessary locations in the body. Okay? Water. Keep listening. Pure water has a neutral pH of 7, which is neither acidic nor basic. Water dissolves more substances than any other liquid. Wherever it travels, water carries chemicals, minerals, and nutrients with it. All in water. Listen, got a lot more. Somewhere between 70 and 75% of the Earth's surface is covered in water. Our entire planet is covered in water, 75% of it. Much more fresh water is stored under the ground in aquifers than on the Earth's surface. Listen, I got a lot more. The Earth is a closed sim system similar to a terrarium, meaning that it rarely loses or gains extra matter. The same water that existed long ago is still present today via the water cycle, which we'll get to that shortly too. The total amount of water on Earth is about 326 million cubic miles of water. The United States uses nearly 80% of its water for irrigation and thermoelectric power. The average person in the United States uses anywhere from 80 to 100 gallons of water per day. Flushing the toilet actually takes up the largest amount of water. By the time a person feels thirsty, his or her body has already lost over 1% of its total water amount. You're already partially dehydrated when you start feeling thirsty. Listen, for all you exercise gurus that think you lose tons of weight when you exercise, the weight a person loses directly after intense physical activity is water from weight not fat. Now listen, we got a lot more. Water is absolutely essential to the human body's survival. A person can live for a month or more with no food, but less than a week without water. Now listen, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape right now. I can do pull-ups, I can do push-ups, I can do sit-ups, I can do all that stuff. Um, don't have any diseases right now. I'm in pretty good shape. I'd be dead in less than a week if I stopped drinking water. Am I making you thirsty yet? 
Listen, water helps to maintain healthy body weight by increasing metabolism and regulating appetite. Water leads to increased energy levels. The most common cause of daytime fatigue is actually mild dehydration. You're feeling blah and you don't have any energy? Drink some water, brothers and sisters. Drinking adequate amounts of water can decrease the risk of certain types of cancers, including colon cancer, bladder cancer, and breast cancer. Listen, for a majority of sufferers, drinking water can significantly reduce joint and or back pain. Water leads to overall greater health by flushing out wastes and bacteria that can cause disease. Water can prevent and alleviate headaches. Water naturally moisturizes the skin. Listen, ladies. Water naturally moisturizes the skin and ensures proper cellular formation underneath layers of skin to give a healthy, glowing appearance. All from water. Am I making you thirsty yet? Water aids in the digestion process and prevents constipation. No one wants to be that way. Water is the primary mode of transportation for all nutrients in the body and is essential for proper circulation. Water. Now, it would be rude of me, at least I feel, if I was to go all this stuff, make everyone thirsty, and not offer you a drink of water. So if I have my ushers ready back there, I would like to pass out a bottle of water to everyone in here. Now, obviously, you don't have to take one, but it's a free bottle of water. Now, if we can, if there's any little children in here, moms and dads, maybe they don't have to have a bottle of water. You can just give them a sip of yours so that maybe we won't spill them. Now, usually, we aren't supposed to have food or drink in the sanctuary, but I kind of have special permission for today from the pastor to have some water in here. So we're going to let the ushers go about their work. Don't pay any attention to them. They'll get to you sooner or later. And also, I'm not Jim Jones. We're not trying to catch on to the tail end of a comet. It is an unopened, untampered with bottle of water, okay? We're not getting into any of that stuff. I just thought I would let you know. Just something to drink in case you get thirsty. We've already been through a few of the health benefits of water, how they're good for us. So get yourself something to drink. Okay, now I got a lot more, so I'm going to go ahead and keep going while these guys are passing out water. And guys, I appreciate your help so much. We're going to keep going. Each molecule of water is made up of two hydrogen atoms bonded to a single oxygen atom. Listen, the existence of water is essential for life on earth. Brothers and sisters, we're not here without water. This doesn't exist without water. Ocean tides, listen, more about water. Ocean tides are caused by the rotation of the earth and the gravitational pull of the moon and sun acting on water. Listen, water makes a good solvent with many sugars, salts, and acids easily dissolving in it. The water cycle. I told you we'd get to this. This is neat. The water cycle involves water evaporating, which is turning into gas, rising into the sky, cooling and condensing condensing into tiny drops of water or ice crystals that we see as clouds, 
falling back to the earth as rain, snow, or hail before evaporating again and continuing the cycle. So there's no new water being made. It just is a big cycle that God made. All this from water. Pure water has no smell and no taste. Water can move up narrow tubes against the force of gravity in what is known as the capillary action. Well, let's, let's keep going. Everyone got something to drink? Take you a swig every now and again. It's okay. This is an exception this morning. Okay, I warned you things would be a little bit different. Bear with me. I still got some more water stuff I'd like to tell you. Most people around the world have access to clean drinking water, but it is a major problem in poorer areas of the world. Water pollution and low water quality can lead to dangerous bacteria, disease, and viruses such as E. coli and cryptosporidium. Listen, drinking water is needed for humans to avoid dehydration. The amount you need each day depends on the temperature, how much activity you're involved in, and other factors. An important use for water is in agricultural irrigation. This is when water is artificially added to soil in order to assist with the growth of crops. You ever sprinkled your lawn or watered your lawn or watered your flower beds? It's a form of irrigation. Electricity can be created from hydropower, a process that uses water to drive water turbines connected to generators. There are many hydroelectric power stations around the world. Water also plays a role in cooking. Steaming and boiling foods are well-known cooking methods. You may have noticed this the last time you've made pasta or noodles. I'm Italian. Those noodles are unedible. You cannot eat them unless you hydrate them by boiling them with water. Water is also used for fun. Water sports are very popular recreational activity and include things like swimming, surfing, and water skiing. Ice and snow is also used in ice skating, ice hockey, skiing, and snowboarding. Guys, you ever blasted your buddy with a snowball? I have lots of times. I've been blasted with a snowball. Water. Water is the most important resource in the world. 68.7% of the fresh water on earth is trapped in glaciers. Listen, 30% of fresh water is in the ground. 1.7% of the world's water is frozen and therefore unusable. Approximately 400 billion gallons of water are used in the United States per day. Nearly one half of the water used by Americans is used for thermoelectric power generation. In one year, the average American residence uses over 100,000 gallons of water, indoor and outdoor. Now, there's not going to be a test or a quiz, but this is just kind of for our information. Water, now listen to this. This is pretty neat. I never knew this. Water can dissolve more substances than any other liquid, including sulfuric acid. And you would think acids dissolve stuff. Water dissolves more substance than any other liquid, including sulfuric acid. 780 million people lack access to an improved water source. In just one day, 200 million work hours are consumed by women collecting water for their families. I know that's different for us here. We just turn a faucet. But over in 
places like Africa, they have to go, and it's a major problem for them. They have to go and draw water and carry it back to their families. 200 million work hours every day. Listen, a jellyfish and a cucumber are each 95% water. Listen to this. Here's some neat stuff that I thought was pretty cool. 70% of the human brain is water. Are you a wimp? You got no muscles? Muscle is made of 79% water. Kidneys, 79% water. Your lungs, 83% water. What you breathe with inside of here, 83% water. Our bones are even 31% water. These hard bones are made of water. Water flushes waste out of us. Water creates saliva. Water regulates our body's temperature via sweating. All this from water. 80% of all illnesses in the developing world is water-related. In Nairobi, urban poor pay 10 times more for water than in New York. Listen, I'm getting close to being finished with all the water stuff, so bear with me a little bit more. I find this stuff interesting. Children in the first six months of life consume seven times as much water per pound as the average American adult. Now, maybe you're thinking, eh, my kid doesn't drink water, drinks milk. Well, what do you think that milk is made up primarily of? Water. The United States draws more than 40 billion gallons of water from the Great Lakes every single day, half of which is used for electric, electrical power production. 36 states are anticipating water shortages by 2016. California, they have no water right now. 300 tons of water are required to manufacture one ton of steel. One in six gallons of water leak from utility pipes before reaching customers in the United States. Americans use 5.7 billion gallons of water per day from flushing toilets. Listen, this is a pretty cool one too. Each day, I never knew this, each day we also lose a little more than one cup of water per day exhaling it from our mouth. You ever breathe up against the window and rubbed it off and there's a little fog? That's because you're losing moisture. One cup a day you lose just from exhaling it. Water, listen, water regulates the earth's temperature. A swimming pool naturally loses about 1,000 gallons a month to evaporation. An acre of corn will give off 4,000 gallons of water per day in evaporation. In a 100-year period, now listen, in a 100-year period, a water molecule spends 98 years in the ocean, 20 months as ice, about two weeks in lakes and rivers, and less than a week in the atmosphere. Water, listen, water is the most common substance found on earth. If all of the water vapor in the earth's atmosphere fell all at once, distributed evenly, it would only cover the earth with about an inch of water. And here's my last one. 263 rivers either cross or demarcate international political boundaries. We even use water as boundaries. Look at the Ohio River down south below us. It's a boundary. All that stuff about water, isn't that pretty fascinating? I missed one, and I kind of wanted you to hear this one. 
there have been 265 recorded incidences of water conflicts from 3000 BC to 2012, meaning wars over water. 265. Isn't that pretty amazing? Isn't it pretty fascinating, all that stuff from water, how we're made of water? Our bodies consist almost entirely of water. It nourishes us. It hydrates us. Water is pretty much what we're made of. Without water, we aren't here. We don't exist without water. Water is so healthy to us. Water is vital. It's the most essential. It's the most important resource that we have here on this planet. And I find all that stuff pretty fascinating. Now, why would I tell you all that stuff? This is church. Come on, man. We're supposed to be talking about Jesus and the Bible. Why would I waste your time this Sunday morning talking about water? This ain't health class. Why would I talk about all that stuff that water does to our body? Our brains are 70% water. We use it for recreation, snowballs, skiing, swimming. Water cooks our food. Water grows our food. It moisturizes us, gives us that glowing appearance, keeps us alive. We die without it. It's the single most important resource on planet Earth. Life is not possible without water, brothers and sisters. I'll, I'll tell you why I told you all about water and why we went through all those facts. It's because the Spirit of God is water to our soul. Do you understand that? The Holy Spirit of God is water to us. Amen? Can you grasp that this morning? Can you wrap your minds around that? God is water to us. Okay, now we can get to our Bibles. If you want to turn in your Bible to John chapter 4, verse 5. We're going to begin reading in verse 5. Now, all of that stuff, I know that you can't remember everything I read. But as we go through the rest of this scripture, I would like you to at least try to be mindful of some of those things that we read. How our bodies are made, our lungs are almost all water, our brains, our muscles, our kidneys, all of our organs are almost all water. Water regulates the earth's temperature. Water regulates our, earth, or our body's temperature. Try to keep those in the back of your mind as we go through this scripture how important water is now John chapter 4 verse 5 Jesus is has been traveling with his disciples with him and he's traveling from Judea to Galilee and for, to go there he has to pass through Samaria so verse 5 says then comes he to the city of Samaria which is called Sychar near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph now Jacob's well was there Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There come a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knew the gift of God, and who it is that said unto thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living waters. Now, verse 11, The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou this living water? Verse 12, 
Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall never thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus offers living water, brothers and sisters. The living water. This water that's alive and replenishes and nourishes. He offers living water. Now something I wanted to look at in in those few scriptures that we read. And I think it's kind of noteworthy because we know that right now, uh, racism is this huge thing in our nation, right? You see all this stuff on the news about race and this nationality hates that nationality. These people are hating on those people and they don't like these people because they're this color or whatever it might be. We know that racism is a huge issue right now in our nation, right? Notice how Jesus, you know, he's thirsty and he comes to this well and he's sitting beside it. He has nothing to draw with. Well, this Samaritan woman comes, and she dwells. Jesus says, give me something to drink. And immediately, look what this lady says to him. You know, know the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun. This racism, it might be a hot topic now, but the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. This stuff's been going on for eons and eons. This lady immediately draws a distinction between races. And she says, wait a minute, I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew. Our people don't have nothing to do with each other. Immediately she draws a distinction. But what I want you to notice about this is, look at Jesus' response. He wholeheartedly ignores her foolish distinctions that she draws. He doesn't engage in that goofiness at all. And it is because I believe God sees every single person as an individual person. Us human beings, we see different creeds. We see different skin tones, different nationalities. We see those things. God sees human beings. And I think Jesus' response to this woman is awesome. Where she says, hey, wait a minute, you're Jewish, I'm Samaritan. We, our people don't have nothing to do with each other. Jesus wholeheartedly ignores it and starts telling her and offering her living water. Isn't that pretty awesome how Jesus doesn't engage in all that racism stuff? We're just all people. Now, I know that was kind of off the subject, but I thought it was still pretty cool and worth checking it out. So Jesus offers this living water to her. It's an everlasting water. It's an eternally quenching water. It's a, a living water that is put inside of us, the Bible says. Now, he puts it in us. If you look at the scripture, this living water is put in us. He puts it in us. Therefore, we no longer have to go searching for a well to drink out of. Brothers and sisters, how much time have we wasted? Do we still waste searching for wells, searching for different sources of life, searching for, "Ah, I think there's some water over here. This will make me happy or that will make me happy. Jesus says, I can put it inside of you to where you don't have to go looking for it anymore. That source can be within you. If you drink the living water that I have, that well will be inside of you, springing up into eternal life. Oh, how many times have we thought that we found a source? Oh, this will bring me happiness. This will bring me what I'm looking for. A new car, a new job, a new situation. I don't like the situation I'm in, Lord. Give me a new one. 
oh, we, we chase after sources of life. Lord, give me a different relationship. If I could just have money, it'll make me happy. If I could just have a different relationship, if I could just get this promotion, then I'll be happy. It will be a source of happiness to me if I can get this or achieve this. If I could just get this girlfriend, if I could just get this motorcycle, this vehicle, this home. Oh, there's water over here. There's water over there. We chase water all over the place and the Lord Jesus says, wait a minute, I can offer you water that will eternally quench you and you don't have to go searching for it anymore. Oh, if I could just have more time. I say that one a lot. You know, because I'm busy raising a family and working all the time. I always say, if I just had more time to do what I wanted to do, then I would be happy. Oh, they're all false sources of artificial water. Oh, if I could just travel and see the world. You know, rich people, they get to go wherever they want. They get to live in a beach house. I can't do that. I don't have the money to do that. If I could do that, I would be happy. It's an artificial source of water. The world is full of people looking for wells, looking for something that will fulfill them. People for something to bring them life. People for something to bring them vitality and nourishment. Oh, we're, we're just as guilty as they are. Always searching for the next thing that will make us happy. The world's full of people looking for wells. You know, notice this woman, she has to continue to go back to draw from this well. Now I know that it's physical water. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he offers spiritual living water. You know, the world, and even us at times, we have to continually look for these things that will make us happy. Why do you think the bars are crowded every Friday and Saturday night? Because they've got to keep going back to visit those wells. To drink from them. Because they don't bring eternal thirst quenching. They don't bring that. You got to keep going back. You get one vehicle, you got to get another one in a few years because you want that. I, it doesn't bring satisfaction. Now, listen to me. There's nothing wrong with enjoying stuff. Nothing wrong at all, brothers and sisters. I got to play a golf scramble yesterday. I'd been looking forward to it with my dad, my dad's cousin, who I'm pretty close with, my brother-in-law. I like those guys very much. I, all week long, I was looking forward to playing this golf scramble so I can hang out with these guys. And, you know, we clown around on each other. If someone hits a bad shot, we make fun of them. It's just a good time to be. I like being with my dad. We enjoy each other, time together. But golf is not my source. It can't be my source. You understand that? It's just golf. It's just a stick swinging at a ball. Golf can't be your source. Hunting can't be your source. It can't be your well. It can't give you what you seek. It can't provide living water. It's okay to enjoy things, but those things cannot be your well. Money is not eternally quenching. It is not. I love my wife. Many of you know my wife, Shannon. 
I love her with all my heart. I want to keep her. I'm glad I got her. Hope she doesn't ever get rid of me. We've been taking walks together. I told you we've been on a little bit of a health kick, but we walk. We live on a dead-end road, and we don't get a whole lot of time just me and her. So we tell the boys, yeah, you go out and play. And they go out and play in the yard. They play over to the neighbors. They ride a neighbor's go-kart. They swim in their pools. While they're out there playing, my wife and I, we go on walks. We live on a dead-end road, so if anyone drives past, you know, we can see and make sure the kids are all right. We're almost the last house down in the dead-end cul-de-sac, so we walk up the road and back, and that's just our little time together. And while we're together, we talk and we discuss everything. We talk about the Bible, you know, Bible scripture. We talk about anything and everything. We talk about the church, the ministry, and our jobs, and our days, our experiences, and hey, I talk with so-and-so, and it's just our little time together, just me and her, to talk as much as I enjoy that time with her, as much as I enjoy my wife and our time together and growing old together, she can't be my source. She can't give me that eternal, quenching, living water. She can't give it to me. Much as I enjoy it, she can't. And it's unfair of me to place that upon her even because she can't do it. There's only one source of living water that quenches eternally and Jesus Christ offers it and it is the Spirit of God. You know, as a matter of fact, God is not happy with us when we go looking for other sources of life. He is not. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 12, it says this, be astonished, O ye heavens, at this. Be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. The Lord's not happy when we go looking and we forsake him, the true fountain of living water. The Bible calls God a fountain. He is a fountain. He springs up all the time, life. That's what God is. That's what he gives. And he does not like it when his people go looking elsewhere for that fountain and try to find it in other things and other stuff. He does not like it when we hew out cisterns and try to keep what we have right here. Here, I build a cistern. I got some water in it. I'm good. And everybody can leave me alone. It's artificial water. He is the source. Psalms chapter 36 verse 9 says, For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. God is the fountain of life. Proverbs 14, 27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. The Lord, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. A cistern is built to hold water, to hold and to keep water. That's what a cistern is for. God is an all, he replenishes, constantly replenishes. God's saying, you don't need a cistern to hold anything. Come to me, I'm constantly replenishing. I'm a fountain. You don't need to hold, you don't need to hew out a cistern of artificial water and try to keep something in there. Come to me, I constantly have a flow of water. It's alive and it replenishes, it replenishes you, nourishes you. 
You're made of water. You need this water. Come and drink from it. God is the fountain of life, the very fountain of life. There's no need for cisterns. Jesus offers us living water. He offers the woman living water. And he says it will be in us. You know, it's a, it's a strange and a mysterious thing that God does when a man comes to him and drinks, or a woman comes to him, or a person comes and drinks this living water. God imparts his spirit inside of that person. And Jesus says, you drink this living water, and it will be in you, and it will flow up out of you. You do not have to go looking for a source of water. It will flow up out of you. It will be inside of you because he puts his spirit inside of his people, inside of his children. It will be in you. We no longer have to go looking for a source. It's inside of us. We take it with us at work. Wherever we go, this source is inside of us. This well springs up inside of us at Walmart or wherever we go at home to our family members, to our family members that are not saved. This well is inside of us. We carry it with us. We take it with us. No need to visit a well. No need to go search for something that gives you life because it's inside of you if you drink it. We don't have to run here or there. We don't have to look for wells. We don't have to build cisterns. It's inside of us. John chapter 7 verse 37 says in the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink he that believes on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water brothers and sisters it will flow out of you you drink his living water. You go to the fountain of life, which is God. It will flow. Rivers of living water will flow out of you. That's the greatest testimony that we can have. You don't have to tell your brothers at work, hey, man, I'm saved. Uh, you need to watch me. Keep your eyes on me because I do things right. I read the Bible. I go to church and pray and raise my hands. I go to the altar. That's not a testimony. A testimony is you go to work and rivers of living water just automatically flow out of you. Why? Because he put it in you. Not because you're a good person. He deposits it, his spirit inside of you and it flows out of you. This pure crystal clear living water that's alive and eternally quenches are you thirsty this morning <clears throat> he will put that source of life within you water is even good to drink when you're preaching it lubricates your vocal cords it's another one Notice that Jesus, Jesus also says back in John 4 that it is a well of water springing up into everlasting life. He says springing up. We're not talking about a stagnant, stanky pond full of leeches and muck and mire that you put your hand one inch under the surface and it's disappeared. We're talking about a spring of pure water that's drinkable and fresh and refreshing and makes you alive that's constantly churning. It's not a pond, it's not a cistern where it's just there, stagnant, not doing anything, has no oxygen. This is springing up inside of you, the Bible says, Jesus says. It's pure, it's clean, and it's clear. 
and it constantly springs up. It's constantly churning. There's, it's constantly refreshing itself. Some doesn't come up and then it disappears. It constantly is flowing up out of you. Anyone here ever been to the mountains? Man, I have. I have seen, I have been at, and I have jumped in some sources where water comes down off these mountains. And brothers and sisters, if you've never seen it, you ever get a chance to go somewhere like that, I encourage you to go. But I have seen these waters come rushing down off these mountains, and I tell you what, as God is my witness, this water is crystal clear. Doesn't matter how deep it is. I've looked into this water, and it can be 10 feet deep, and you can see trout down in there swimming back and forth because it's so pure. It's so crystal clear. And I've jumped in it. It's freezing cold, but when you hit that water, it refreshes you. It revitalizes you. It makes you feel alive because you feel it. It's clear and pure and you can even just drink it I've been with somebody's hiking and they saw and they just went down and started drinking it because it's clear it's a source it's fresh, it's churning, it's flowing man it's cold and refreshing, it's invigorating it gives your skin that glow amen I saw a, a little case study that someone had posted and I read it it was about this woman that was having these, uh, I believe it was constant migraines, or I don't remember what her health problem was, but she had some type of a health problem. And she went to the doctor, and the doctor said, Ma'am, why don't you start drinking the recommended daily allowance of water? You know, and she started doing that. With no medication at all, this woman, and it showed, it was pretty neat, it showed a before and an after picture. And this woman, her, she had dark, she had wrinkles, she had dark uh, bags under her eyes, and she began to drink the, the proper amount of water, getting this hydration into her body. And it showed a before and an after. The lady's bags under her eyes were gone, her skin looked better, it did actually have like a glowing appearance, all because of water. Her, her headaches or her health issues started going away because of water, because of hydration. That's what the Spirit of God is to us. Man, it, it takes away the worry, wrinkles, and the fret. It hydrates us. It invigorates us. It gets into our cells. It carries nourishment to our body parts, to our organs. It flushes the waste out of us. It gets rid of the bacteria, the bad things out of us. The living water that Jesus offers does all of that stuff to our spirit. Is anyone thirsty today? I'm going to bring, bring this to a close. Uh, Booth, if you'd please get ready with some music. If we can begin to maybe dim these lights down just a little bit. New Hope, how about we stop chasing after all these different wells and stop building cisterns and just going to the source, to the fountain of life the Spirit of God, and let's get that inside of us. Stop searching for wells. Stop digging cisterns. Won't you drink of the living water? You know that the living water that Jesus offered the Samaritan woman thousands of years ago, he still offers it today. The Bible says, to anyone who is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Jesus will 
give it to you for free. He will give it to you if you're willing to come and to take it and say, Lord, I'm thirsty. I want to be quenched forevermore. I don't want to go searching here and there. Lord, let me drink from that well that you have, the fountain of life. Lord, I want that in me. He will give it to you for free. If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me. Amen? Amen. Let's just take some time down here at these altars and tell the Lord, Lord, give me that living water. Put it in me, Lord. In Jesus' name, put it in me.